Welcome, everyone, on the Launchpad here in Puckburg, a podcast for the daring do bad and good puck tales on the Belly Up Sports Podcast Network. I am your host, Kyle Sullivan, aka Shaggy Von Doom, with another episode of Puck Tales. Woo! And the you know who on the other side of the woohoo is my good friend Shane Gilfoyle, the creator of the History of Hockey podcast. Um, if you need just an in-depth look at the history of hockey that is that has got enough content to keep you occupied for quite a long time and shane wanted to come on and we're going to talk about uh the origins of his hockey fandom the origins of the podcast itself and what shane's up to nowadays so shane my friend it is good to have you here in puckburg thanks for having me kyle it's it's i feel like it's been a long time coming so thanks for having me glad to be here and uh, we'll we'll go ahead and get started. So go ahead and tell me what exactly got you into the the world's greatest game of hockey. Um. Well, I uh, I'm from Colorado and uh, grew up with two relatively good sized ponds uh, within walking distance of my house, and. Um, and, and I am right around the time of the, the Mighty Ducks first movie coming out. And, um, and so all of my neighborhood friends and my brother and my cousins and, and just everybody who saw that movie was, you know, wanted to give it a try. And, um, and so we had these, these two great, ponds by our house and um we got some skates and sticks and went on down and played played hockey and um particularly i fell in love with it my brother and friends and cousins they they never really did because where i'm from it's still still a pretty big football town even though it's you know, it's, it's kind of a little hick, hick town in, uh, <laughs> in the mountains of Colorado. Football is still a pretty big deal up there. So, um, so I, I didn't have too many hockey friends um, really until high school. Um, but when I was a kid, you know, I just I just followed it the best way you could back then which was you know you were either lucky enough to have cable and you know some sort of sports package or you do what I did and you followed it in the newspaper you just followed the scores because that's all you could do and so that's you know that's what I did And, and at the time uh we didn't have the avalanche yet so um we just had, we didn't, we didn't have it. We didn't have anything. So, um, uh, 
so I followed again, quite naturally for, for a kid from that era. Um, I followed the mighty ducks of Anaheim because I loved the movie. I didn't really have anybody else to follow. I, I liked Wayne Gretzky. I didn't so much care for the Kings. I just knew he was on the team and I liked him. But for me at that age, it was, it was the mighty ducks. And I, I had, um, one year I had my mom get me a, uh, the only thing I asked for for Christmas was a mighty ducks starter jacket. Yeah. And, um, and I can go into this a little bit later, uh, about the kind of, kind of person she is. Um, but she, she managed to pull it off and for, for a long time, you could not buy those jackets. I mean, they yeah. were just gone. I mean, and like, unless you, unless you knew somebody on the team, chances are you weren't going to get one. I mean, it's kind of like the, you know, trying to get a hold of the, the hottest gaming console these yeah. days. Like it's just, you know, some people have it. Most people don't. Yeah. Um, so, so she, she was calling every store in Colorado that, that could possibly sell this thing. And um, uh, she even called Arrowhead Pond in Anaheim to see if they had any. And they were like, nope, sorry. And, uh, and I don't know where she actually ended up getting it, but, um, but she got it for me for Christmas that year. And I, I'm, pretty sure i did get other presents but even if i hadn't man i would not have cared at all because that is the only thing that i wanted um and so my my mom you know she never really got sports like she never really she it just wasn't her thing she never really got it but she could see how much I was into hockey and um, and she really supported my interest in it. She, she signed me up for, um, for this little hockey league that sprung up in town. And man, and that was brutal because I mean, we played outside Ooh. and uh, we didn't have any indoor <clears throat> ice and we played outside on the ponds, and it was rough. Uh, and you know, kind of again to speak to the the type of person she is, and in, into like making stuff happen. Um, we never had any money uh, when I was a kid. Um, I mean, there there were nights when. I either didn't eat, went to bed hungry, or my only meal was like a small bowl of buttered noodles, which thank God I liked buttered noodles yeah. because that's like all I ever, <laughs> uh, it's like all I ever ate. So uh, my, my point is, is that despite all of that, somehow she always managed to pay my league fees and, and always managed to like, get done what needed to get done and um and then this is still before the avalanche we got um 
this neighbor, this uh, this elderly couple, actually. And uh, they were probably in their 60s or 70s. And they had kids who had grown up and moved on and had grandkids and stuff. But I'm pretty sure they were all from California and, and they just moved into Colorado and, uh, and they, you know, were just retired and everything. Mm-hmm. And it just so happened that this guy, the husband liked hockey. And so he had, not only did he have cable, which we did not have, but he had a, a hockey sports package. Hey. And so either he knew I liked hockey either just from his own observations or because my mom told him, I don't know. Um, But he would let my mom and I come over even when he wasn't home and, and we could pop on the sports package and we could watch games. He just let us use his TV. And, um, and so that, I think that was really my first taste of live hockey. And then not too long after that, um, Quebec moved into town and became the avalanche. And and that, honestly, that was it for me, especially yeah. when Patrick Waugh joined the team in December of that year, because I loved goalies as a kid. Yeah. And then to see him do the things that he was doing, I just like, I thought, man, this is my favorite player on my new own favorite team and like it just it was it was amazing to me and then uh so so my parents are divorced my my dad um has always been in ohio and so when i would be in ohio uh because the way the the divorce decree worked is i would spend winters with my mom um christmas spring break and summer with my dad and so when i would be gone um my mom would tape avalanche games on those enormous vhs tapes wow that only dudes our age know what what they are and um and so she would tape like five or six games at a time, whatever you could fit on a tape, basically. And she would mail me the tapes. Wow. And then I would just sit there. And um, I mean, and we had a tiny little TV, um, but we had a VCR and, um, and I would just pop it into the VCR and, um, and I would just watch them over and over and, um, and, and, and I think that's kind of how I learned the game a little bit was just watching those tapes over and over because now I can watch a hockey game and I can tell you what the next play is going to be. Yeah. And, and I think that just comes from not only just watching a lot of hockey, but like when I was younger, watching those tapes over and over and over. And my mom just, always sending me those tapes and um and then the 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 set that she sent me that i'll never forget was um fight night at the joe yeah the abs and the red wings and and to this day even though the avalanche lost in overtime that is 
probably my favorite game of hockey ever played because it just, it was, it was just, there was, there was skill and there were goals and there were fights and it was everything. It was the whole hockey spectrum. And, um, and that's not that I didn't love hockey already, but it was that game that I was like, yeah, man, this, this is my thing. Yeah. Um, you know, cause like I said, everybody else I knew liked, liked football and basketball and all this other stuff. And, and for the longest, longest time, I was the only hockey kid. And, and I was just like, that's cool. This is, this is going to be my thing. And uh, so, yeah, that's, I, I guess to, to make a, a short story long that those are kind of the seeds of my hockey fandom. Wow, you can you can chalk up the origins of your hockey fandom to a starter jacket, the Mighty Ducks, and an incredible tape library of Avalanche games. Yeah, like, thinking about having Fight Night at the Joe on VHS. Oh, that's that's incredible. Yeah, that's, yeah, I I couldn't tell you where that tape is now. Probably a landfill. Uh, but yeah, for for a good long while, I had it. That's incredible. And, and it's just like all of that hitting at the right time. Cause I remember like how you were describing the starter jerseys. I remember that same, um, that fandom and that it was hard to find not only mighty ducks, but shortly after, um, San Jose sharks, when they hit the scene, yep. um, all of it was something about, um, the ownership of that, the, the San Jose area, uh, wanting those jerseys so bad. And just the color and the logos was just very nineties. And I remember those being hard to oh, find. Yeah. yeah. And that was right when starter, like I think everybody had like the Dolphins starter jerseys and the Packers. And yeah, the those, yep. those start that starter line. Oh, those are just you telling that. I was just thinking about all of those and it was just bringing back memories like the Buffalo Bills. You always had that one friend who had a Buffalo Bills starter jacket. Yep. But man. Yeah. And like, um, and, and the, the funny thing is, is, is in high school, my mom then got me a avalanche starter jacket, but yeah. this was like after they were cool. Yeah. And so I was, I, I was grateful and I said, thank you. And I was like, Oh, this is awesome. But at the back, in the back of my head, I was like, um, oh, nobody wears these anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but she actually, she still has that jacket. And she wears it in the wintertime. Wow. Yeah. So it's, I mean, this thing by this point, good gosh, uh, it's probably, it's at least 20 years old and she, she still has it. God bless her. And those are coming back around. Those are becoming a hot commodity again, especially. Are they really? Yes. They're, uh, I think it's, I think our age group is getting to that age where nostalgia is starting to seep into the mainstream media and trendy mm. media. Uh, mm-hmm. Kind of like how Stranger Things brought back that 70s and 80s vibe. I think mm-hmm. we're starting to age up to where now the 90s and 2000s nostalgia is starting to seep into culture. And how weird is that? I know. It makes God, me feel man. old. But I, I, know. <laughs> I know. I know. Where you start like, yeah, that was cool. And then everybody's talking about it being nostalgia. And you're like, oh, yeah, that's the yeah. old thing. And I, I don't know if you feel this way too, but like when I think of our childhood, 
I think of it like it was yesterday. Like 1997 yeah. to me is like, oh yeah, that was like what a couple years ago. And then I do the math and I'm like, oh my god, how old am I? <laughs> yeah, and like, um, like how you were talking about watching those old um, Avalanche tapes. That's what I do a lot of times in my downtime, whether I'm working on stuff for the podcast or writing stuff up. I'm watching old 90s and 2000s era games from the NHL on YouTube. Um, and a lot of times they're straight rips from the VHS. So you still get the, the lines and the gradient and um, yep. every now and then I'll catch a Fox game with that pucks, that puck tracks that they had the blue line and the red line. Yeah. Young doc Emmerich. Like he was, oh, you, wow. Yeah. You had John Davidson. Um, oh, those are, that's just, that's a time capsule right there. Um, mm-hmm. Speaking of like the nostalgia and the time, what about all of this fandom brought you to the creation of the History of Hockey podcast? And again, I know I mentioned at the beginning of the show, that was one of uh, this. I'll go ahead and say this now. This like I would say this to anybody, not just because you're in the room. Um, that was one of the big things for me. Um, your, podca- your podcast about how in-depth you went with every aspect of hockey history. Um, it was huge for me, and um, I I would hang on every word of your podcast because just how much heart and effort you put into each episode. I anybody listening to this right now, I highly challenge you to go listen to those. He puts in great work, and they were really beneficial for me because, again, being here in Alabama, um, you don't get access to that, and there's not really any other podcast that puts that time and effort into it so i want to thank you for what you did with history of hockey podcast it is incredible primer for anybody especially with seattle fans coming in um and a lot of teams are facing the offseason we're about to at time of recording game seven for the islander islanders and lightning series will be happening when we wrap up recording but a lot of people are going through their off seasons and the blue kind of down emotions you get from not being in the playoffs right now i would suggest listening back to shane's work it's absolutely incredible but going back what about those pinnacle those little points in your fandom led you to the creation of the history of hockey podcast uh well first of all let me say thank you so much for for those kind words and i it really um it really i can't tell you how much it means to to hear how much you liked that and how much it meant to you because, and, and you, you might be feeling this too with your own podcast. You always kind of make it for yourself, but you'd be hard pressed to say that you don't care if you don't have listeners. And so while I did make it for myself to hear someone say not only they listened to it and they liked it, but to have such, such a glowing review. I mean, that means, that means the world to me. And, uh, and so, I mean, thank you for, for finding it and downloading it and listening to it. And, you know, uh, and a couple of years back, you, you pushed me to, keep going when I felt like quitting. Um, 
I mean, it only went as long as it did that basically the second half of the show uh, because of you. And now, um, now because of that show, I've, I've got you as a friend out of it. So, I mean, that, that's, that's just an awesome little bonus out of something that I, I never expected to be anything. Um, but to, to answer your question, I, I love history. Uh, when I was in seventh and eighth grade, I had a phenomenal history teacher. Um, his name was Mr. Clark. And he, he was a teacher that it was listening to him teach and watching him teach. It was so evident that he in not only enjoyed his job, but enjoyed the material he was teaching. Yeah. And, and for a kid, even though I didn't realize it at the time, I was soaking that in. And I, I have to wonder what my interest in history would be if he had just, if he, if he had been the opposite, yeah. if he hadn't, you know, if he had just kind of presented the class like this and yeah. blah, blah, blah. But he was so into the stories he was telling. And, and I mean, he really put you in the shoes of these people who have been dead for hundreds of years. And um, I mean, the, the guy knew his stuff and I mean, he was just a, a fantastic teacher that I, I don't know that everybody has had a teacher like him at, 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 at some point in their life. And I was lucky enough to have him um, for, for seventh and eighth grade. And then, and then he actually moved to my high school. Hey. And so I got to have him again. So it was like, it was, it was so amazing. Um, and so just, just a really, really great guy. And his, his love of history kind of worked its way into my brain. And, and I just, because of him, I, I pursued history outside of school. Um, you know, I, I was always fascinated in um, you know, the, the different wars and, and stuff and, and who did what and, and why did, why did this country do what they did that caused all of this other stuff to happen? And so it was really because of him that I fell in love with history. And then, uh, and then I guess to, to really fast forward to the creation of the podcast, um, I had this love of history and I had this love of hockey and I had, when I had gotten into podcasts, I had tracked down a bunch of history podcasts and I just started listening to them. One of which of course is Dan Carlin. Mm -hmm. You can't not listen to that guy. Yeah. Um, and I, I just kind of started noticing that everything in my library was something other than hockey and i was like why is there not a history podcast out there for hockey and and so i was like you know maybe maybe somebody's working on it maybe somebody will 
get it and it'll be great. And then I can listen to it. And it just continued to not happen. And I, I waited for about two years for somebody to come along and make this podcast and nobody did. And I just, I thought it was so bizarre because there, there are of the hockey podcasts I did listen to, there were so many people who I felt would be able to do a great job at it yet. Nobody did it. And so I thought I should just do this myself and see what happens. And so I did. And, um, and it, it really, it took me quite a while to kind of get off the ground because I didn't really know what I was doing. Um, but, uh, my, my wife, she, she was actually kind of the, the final kick in the pants that I needed to, to start because I'd kind of been mulling it over in my head. And then, um, she's, she said that I should start one. And so, so I was like, all right. So I finally did it. Took me a while to get off the ground and kind of hit my stride. And then I would say by about episode 30 ish is when I really started to feel comfortable behind the microphone and with my writing of the episodes and the research and just everything that went into it, the, the format, um, and, uh, and so I, I finally felt comfortable in my own skin and everything. And, um, and so that's, that's kind of the whole story really is nobody else was doing it. So I decided to do it and I did it for almost, almost six years for five and a half years. And, um, and I had a really good time doing it and um and it was a lot of work but i'm 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 very i'm very happy with what i put out there and that's a big deal for me to say because i typically do not like my own stuff i'm a i'm my i'm my own worst critic and um but in this case i'm i'm very happy with with just about every episode i put out yeah, it's, and I mean it like it was, I was in your shoes looking for, um, cause a lot of the jobs I've had in my life, like my day jobs, um, I have a lot of time where I can listen to podcasts and yeah, I'll listen to the news and like everything that's going on. I'll listen to like stuff that has to do with movies and TV. And I always wondered why has anybody done like a history of like a hockey podcast? And I remember always like when I'd had those moments, I would look and there was never anything. And I remember finding yours one day. And I remember binging almost like, like a month and a half, maybe two months at work. Just wow. Constant just, and I remember there were, um, I'd have coworkers come up to me like, what are you listening to, man? I'm like, hold on, hold on, hold on. Willie O'Ree's having a really bad time right now. Hold on. <laughs> and um, i'll get back to you it's about yeah. willie <laughs> i was like he's having a rough go but i know it's, it's gonna be all right but um it's just and like how you were going through like your series i think really stood out to me just the history of the stanley cup 
Um, yeah, that what was that? Six parts. Yes. Yeah, that man. That was yeah, and in fact, that it was it was after that series that I because it was so big and so involved it was after that series that i was like okay now i get it now now i i've found my voice and um and i i know how to go forward i'm glad you brought that up because i actually forgot about that but that's exactly when i found how i was supposed to be doing it and then it was and then you were doing the um the history of the leagues and you were chasing the actual origin of the game of hockey and who actually Mm -hmm. laid claim to it. Just you didn't. And how you talked about your history teacher, you see those seeds because we're this whole story right here. That's being woven together is all about the seeds that were planted. The seeds that your history teacher planted in you. I also got the same listening from your, because it was like a narration of a story and it, you can, it's one thing to Google uh, a history story or look up a stat but you were telling it in such a narrative that there was life and it resounded in uh, a hockey fan's mind and I, I'm telling you I was hooked on every bit of it and this is uh, your podcast is was extremely instrumental into especially where I am today um, hearing somebody else talk about hockey with that same amount of fandom led to Honestly, that seed right there is a seed that is an origin of this podcast uh, here in Puckburg because this is all about giving hockey fans their chance to tell their story and also chronicle it. So a lot of what you did with History of Hockey podcasts led to the creation of this show right here. Just to- Well, that's awesome, man. I'm, I'm so glad to hear that. And I'm so glad that, you know, I was able to kind of pay forward what mr clark gave me and you know who knows maybe a couple years down the line somebody's gonna be here have heard your stuff for the past few years and then say i'm gonna do my own thing but i love football or i love baseball i'm gonna do the entire history of major league baseball and all because of you know what you're doing here so that i'm that's awesome to hear man thank you and and before we get ready to uh, close the chapter on this story, I'm pretty sure we're going to have you back on for a couple more episodes in the future. Um, oh, anytime, man. Tell everybody right now um, what you got going on now um, and where everybody can find you. I know you're um, dabbling a little bit on Twitch. Um, uh, yeah, I... Um... I kind of have taken a a step back from all of the uh, hockey stuff. So you can't find me through that anymore. Um, But I, uh, I'm doing some, I was very big into gaming when I was a kid. Um, And I had a, a very good friend of mine in, in high school, we played uh, NHL on PlayStation until we got blisters on our thumbs. <laughs> and, uh, and, and I, uh, I actually, I really only quit gaming when I went to college because I knew 
that if I didn't give it up, I was going to fail out because I, I, my brain can't separate the way that I needed to separate for something as important as college. And so I, 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 I gave it up for a little bit and then uh, slowly got back into it. Um, and now I'm, I'm, I'm back into it a, a pretty decent amount. So um, yeah, I guess, you know, if anybody wants to check me out um, or doesn't have to be about gaming. We can talk hockey. Um, on uh, Twitter, I'm at Bluegill Gaming. Uh, and that's also my Twitch handle. And um, I think I'm also on Instagram under that tag. Uh, it's B L U E G U I L G A M I N G, Bluegill Gaming. And um, that's kind of. I don't know if you call it creative or not, but my creative energy, I guess, it, that's kind of where it's going these days. Um, just because I'm I'm pretty worn out on a lot of the other stuff that I was putting my my thoughts and energy into. So now I'm just being married, raising my kids, and going to work and playing video games. Well. Absolutely. When this episode drops, I will have all that tagged in the post. Perfect. Yeah. So everybody can follow. And if, um, if you did happen to go back and listen to some of the history of hockey podcasts, or you are like me, an avid fan and listener, and also have stories that you would like to converse with Shane about, you could follow him and all those links, um, and just pop into his Twitch stream, say, Hey, um, and again, Shane, before we wrap up, we will have you back on. We will share more stories. Yeah, and anytime, man. You are a uh, a gold card member here in Puckburg. So <laughs> um, <laughs> nice. And if anybody also wants to follow the show on Twitter, it's H Puckburg on Twitter. That's H Puckburg on Twitter. Here underscore in underscore Puckburg on Instagram. And again, Shane, thank you again for coming on. And absolutely, to- Kyle. Thanks for having me, man. Anytime, my friend, and to everyone out there in Puckburg, it's always an honor to have you here, and we will see you again very, very soon.